Human behavior has always been a mystery. Why do people do what they do? Why do they react one way when we expected something else? How do we learn to understand, connect with, enroll, engage, align with people most effectively? Hi, I'm Christine Cummerford, founder of Smart Tribes Institute, and welcome to our Smart Tribes Crack the Behavior Code podcast. In each episode, you'll learn practical, easy to use tools to better understand and change human behavior. These tools will help your team outperform, outengage, outsell the competition. In other words, to become a smart tribe. Oh, and you'll find these tools super helpful in your personal life too. Let's go. Change happens. Adversity happens, conflict happens, and then your brain and your body try to cope with it. Your brain releases stress hormones like cortisol, which then fire up excessive cell signaling cytokines, which alter your physiology. Suddenly, your ability to regulate your behavior and emotions is compromised. Your ability to pay attention is compromised. Your memory, learning, peace, Happiness are all compromised. Why? Because all that change has caused your system to be overloaded with stress. And excessive stress often causes us to withdraw in order to self-soothe, to try to cope, to try to slow things down and remove further stimulus since we're already overloaded. But then we get new stress the stress of disconnection. Disconnection possibly from yourself, from others, from your purpose in life, your place in life, your place in the grand scheme of things, your identity, even your relationship with nature. And today we see increasing chaos, distrust, aggressiveness, and many other behavioral changes in our world due to disconnection caused by excessive stress. And in stressful times, more than in peaceful ones, we ache, we ache to be seen, heard, acknowledged in the midst of all of this isolation. We ache to belong. And in my leadership and culture coaching work, I am seeing tremendous amounts of isolation caused by the stress of change. So what's happening inside when stress is happening outside? Well, let's unpack it. So dopamine is the neurotransmitter that is fired when we anticipate reward or receive an unexpected reward, pleasure, or praise. But dopamine in excess is a problem. It inhibits our prefrontal cortex, PFC, which affects our ability to make good decisions, to focus, to solve problems, to regulate our emotions, regulate our behavior, and much more. We get excess amounts of dopamine. Does this sound familiar? (laughs) From constantly checking email, constantly checking texts and other alerts. And in fear and change scenarios, we will often constantly check to see if we're safe to see if we're with others, to see if we belong, to see if we matter. Did somebody reach out to us? Did they acknowledge that we're here? 
are we seeing? So when the PFC, prefrontal cortex, is inhibited, we see greater irrational risk-taking, greater obesity, aggression, addiction, even schizophrenia, because increased sensory stimulation and decreased cognitive stimulation in the PFC has occurred. It's a really big deal. Now, FOMO, fear of missing out, is not necessarily a bad thing. Yes, it causes us often to have that addictive response to constantly check our messages or emails, social media, etc. However, what's beneath it is the desire to connect. It's the desire for warmth. It's the desire to be seen, to be safe, to belong, to matter. We're actually craving oxytocin, the bonding hormone, because it helps us know that we are not alone. So what are three ways to cure stress-based isolation? Number one, come together. I get it. If you're, during, if you're listening to this during uh, the pandemic, we can't physically come together right now. Humans are tribal, though. Being together, even if it's virtually, even if it's digitally, with other humans is how we have survived for centuries. We need each other. And yet technology, in an attempt to bring us together, has actually brought us apart, right? When we replace conversations with excessive texting or excessive email instead of just sitting down, even if it's on the phone, ideally if it's face-to-face -face over Zoom or whatever, FaceTime, we need to actually connect and see each other. Because you'll remember from previous podcasts, only 7% of communication is the content. 93% is where we have the body posture gesture, uh, vocal tone, pace, pitch. Now, yeah, you're going to get some of that uh, from email and texts, but you don't get very much tone. So seeing somebody is much more effective. We all want to be in the in crowd and not in the out crowd. Yet we are seeing more and more separation. We're seeing this with young kids who are using this technique called canceling each other, which is actually negating somebody's existence. So when we see more and more separation, it makes change that we're going through even harder because when times are uncertain, we need one another more than ever. So if we can use the upside of technology to connect virtually when we aren't able to face-to-face, -face, great. We just don't want to replace it. Number two, practice compassion. When we encounter people who are angry, difficult, whatever, there's no point in judging them. Better to reach out and give them as much of an experience of same as as possible to help them reestablish their ability to connect with you to bring them safety, belonging, and mattering, to give them a positive experience of connection, which just might help them choose to learn to reconnect to themselves and others through their life. So on the show page, you will see a infographic that we created around stress change and isolation and what it does to your brain, and then some tools. I want us to really think about, on this compassion, really step into, wow, what is it like to be them? What might they be feeling? What might they be believing? Then we can have some compassion for them because we do not know what it's like on their map of the world. Number three, manage your energy. Woo, really important. Manage your energy during change and stress. Where does your energy go in times of change? 
as leaders, the stories we tell ourselves about others will affect a person's experience. We can actually affect a person's physiology, neurotransmitter firing, and hormones released. How awesome, woo, is this responsibility? It's epic, right? When we manage our energy, we are able to shift our state and the state of our team towards the positive reality we all wanna create. So let's net this out. Change causes stretch. Change causes a lot of stress, pardon me, which often results in isolation. Doesn't matter about physical isolation, we can experience emotional isolation. The physiology and the physiological impacts of stress and isolation affect our ability to navigate change. And once we're aware of these, we can connect with others to reduce these impacts. Change requires a lot of energy. Be sure to manage yours. You might be sleeping more. You might need more time to zone out. We're certainly seeing that during the pandemic with the extreme uh, <laughs> leap in uh, Netflix usage. That's okay. Take care of yourself. So yes, change is prevalent. And when it happens, know that stress and isolation can be prevented by increasing connection. Noticing the stories you're telling yourselves and others about the change. Managing your energy via your emotions to ensure that you are reminded about how stress, change, isolation impact you. Our clients have found it extremely helpful to download, print, and display a copy of our infographic that will have a link in the show notes. What stress, change, and isolation do to your brain. Thank you for joining me today. May your stress, change, and isolation be reduced or at least navigated with more ease, grace, and joy as a result of what you just learned. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Every listen, every share, every review helps others form their own smart tribes where teams are engaged, happy, and optimally performing. Together, you and I can help millions of people Crack the behavior code in their organizations, families, and communities. I invite you to take two minutes and head over to smarttribesinstitute.com to discover more about how to form a smart tribe. See you there, and please tell your friends.